A massive calm video brawl over crab legs erupted inside of a Chinese buffet in Queens last month after one dinner accused another of being a privileged white bee, according to patrons and victims involved. Man, <laughs> we ain't the only ones out Hey, there. say less and less. <laughs> say less and less. Say less and less. We're back. back for another fun-filled show. Jam-packed. We got a lot of things to cover today. A lot of things to cover today. So... <laughs> Back from the nonsense. No nonsense today. Back from the nonsense. This your, this E and this J. So we got and this is this is say less invest. So the first topic we're gonna come in, we're gonna we're gonna get serious for a moment. We're gonna get serious. Yeah. First segment we got today, we're gonna run through how to navigate Robin Hood. We're going to go through some of the terminology that you might see on Robinhood. How to go through buy, buying an actual share in Robinhood. And we'll go through a couple a couple more things later on in the show. But first, you know, we'll talk about Robinhood. So the app Robinhood is a great, great app. We, I think you spend a lot of time on Robinhood too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Actually, you got, almost got banned from Robinhood, right? <laughs> Too much activity. And then you snitched on me and they called me up. So I didn't snitch, man. They, they, we were banned together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright. Alright, yeah, alright. But when you go to Robinhood, so first off, Robinhood is a a kind of unique platform. It's an app. That you can get on iPhone, Android, any other app, phone, Google, whatever. Link links, whatever you got. But Robinhood is free commission based. And a lot of those have Robinhood, but you have the app, but you don't know how to use it. Or you see the app and you're wondering, what the heck does this stuff even mean? What does it actually do? What am I actually doing? I'm just, I know I need that, but I don't know how to use it. So once you go into Robinhood, it is, it has a lot of interfaces. So you click on, you log in, and the first thing you'll pop up is how much money you have how much money you have into the account. Before you can trade on Robinhood, you need actual funds into the account. Okay. Now, uh, now before I move any further, now, uh, I also want to let you guys know, they do have a thing going on in Robinhood right now where if you refer a friend, both of you guys get a free additional stock. No charge to you. Uh, it's random. It's, it's a random pick. But uh, it is free. And... Once you refer a friend, so once that friend enrolls into enrolls into Robinhood, you both get that free stock. Um, now, none of my friends did my link, <laughs> but they all got Robinhoods. But you know what I'm saying? We don't talk too much about that. They, go ahead. Keep, you got to use the link in order to do it. Don't don't go into the app store. Use the link that the friend sends to you in order to get that. But um, when when going into the app, going into the app and everything, once you're into it. You, let's say you find a stock that you want to invest in. You know, you find your first company that you want to invest in. And you're wondering, well, what does this stuff really mean? What, what does this information really mean when I'm looking into a stock? All right. Let's, let's go into the basics. Some of the basic things you'll see when you pull into a, when you look up a stock. First off, let's look up how to look up a stock. Each stock has a set of symbols. Now, these symbols can range from one to four different alphabetical uh Alphabetical symbols. So it's, all, it's one to four. So 
once you find that stock and be careful, please make sure that you have the correct stock because you don't want to be trying to invest in one company and then come and find out later on that you have the wrong thing. So with that being said, let's, let's look into a stock that we may have pulled up. Uh, let's go into AT&T, right? All right, we're going to AT&T. And then once we find this, once we find the stock, we go stroll down to stats. Now, mm -hmm. the stats is some of the basic information that you will have on, on a company. Now, uh, now, Emmanuel, could you please elaborate on, you know, once you look into the stats, what, as far as the open, the high, and low, what does that mean to you when you see that? Well, when I first, when I, for me personally, when I first jump into a stock and I see the actual on Robert, when I see the, see the stock, I go to, is it, a chart that, uh, kind of line graph that pops up, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it goes, it has on the bottom, it has one day, one week, one month, three months, one year, five years, and with that, that is, you can see trends, and Robinhood, the, the one thing I don't like about Robinhood, it only go, goes up to five years, so stocks, a lot of stocks have been trading longer than that, Yeah. so just keep that in mind, but you'll see, once you scroll down, you'll see, like I said, open, high, and low. So when I see the the opening, or where where the stock actually opened, that's the open price, or where it opened up um, that day. So AT&T opened up at 29.85, 84. Okay. All right. And then the high for the day was 30.06, and the low was 29.74. So it dropped as low as 29.74 in that day, and it's... Rose all the way up to thirty point oh six in a day, so it was a not a big, not a great change, but it was a, a small change. Now, now, Jay, when you see fifty two week high and fifty two fifty two week low, what does that mean? All right, so when I see these two, that's basically letting me know uh, throughout the year, throughout last year, the previous year, uh, the the highest and the lowest that that stock has seen in, in value as far as stock price. So, for example, uh, AT&T seen a 52-week high of $37.81, meaning that is the highest that that price has been, has been seen in a 52-week 52, 52 span. And then, as far as low, uh, it's, it's letting me know that I see, see AT&T 52-week low is $26.80. That's letting me know that that's the lowest that you could have bought that price well bought for that price you could have bought that stock for that price during the 52 week span so that's basically what it's, it's letting me know so when you when you uh when you scroll up on the on the right side so that was the left side of the stats on the right side you have things called you have volume every volume market cap pe ratio dividend slash yield so out of the ones that you see which one do you look at when you're looking at something which one do you think has the most effect or most impact of those that that you see okay on the right side so on, on the right side of the chart i mean a couple things i look into first the, the first thing i go to is market is market capitalization uh which is aka market cap uh, if you look on Robinhood, they have it listed as MKT uh, cap, CAP. So this is this is a tool that measures the size of a company and how it how that how much it is worth. Uh, this price is based on public opinion because the share price 
multiplied by the number of outstanding shares equal to market cap. Uh, and then also now, now there are three different stages of market capital market capitalization. You have the large cap, which is for any stock that has a market capitalization over ten billion dollars. Then you have mid cap, which is which is ranges from any any stock that has a that ranges from two to ten billion dollars. And then anything under two billion is considered a small capitalization. And, you know that that's that's one of the first things I look at. You know uh, when I'm looking at a stock, uh, and I compare that to his to his uh, industry. So well, I'm sorry, two companies in his industry mm -hmm. to let me know the size of the company. And then I move on to you know the price and earnings ratio. You know now uh, now the price and earnings ratio. This is this is considered the average amount of money an investor will invest in order to achieve one dollar of a company's earnings. Um, an example of this. An example of this would be a company with a $10 share price divided by two, two, $2 earning, earnings per share, uh, which, gives a, which gives a price to earnings ratio of $5. Uh, now, now, this can help determine the market cap value of a stock compared to its earnings. You know, so basically, you're taking the earning, earnings per share, uh, and then you want to, well, you want to divide that by the price. Well, you want to do the price divided by the earnings per share, and then that'll give you that'll give you the price to earnings ratio. And then you got the dividend yield on the last thing. So as you can see, AT and T has a dividend yield of seven point zero four. So uh, you know, some stocks. I'm trying to look at certain stocks. Their dividend yield is is lower. Visa, for instance, is fifty five cents. So when you see that, what does that mean to you, the dividend yield? What does that mean to you? All right. So when I see the dividend yield, that lets me know that, all right, so example, you said 55 cents. So that lets me know for every share that I, every full share that, that I hold for that particular company, I'm going to get paid 55 cents for each share. Mm -hmm. So... So, uh, so you know, let's do a do a quick, do some little math here. Let's say we own, let's say we own fifty shares. Times mm -hmm. that by fifty five cents. Mm -hmm. You know, that's twenty seven dollars and fifty cents. Mm -hmm. But now, keep in mind, most companies, a lot of companies, pay dividends every quarter. We have four quarters. So you times that by four, you're going to get around one hundred ten dollars every year return on your investment. And, and dividends alone. That's not considering, that's not even adding on to the price fluctuation. Whether, go ahead. Go ahead. And dividends, dividends, that's how a lot of people make their money on stocks. Dividends are really, really, most people make their, make their money, their returns on stock. Mm -hmm. The bigger investors. So, because if you got a stock, you got a hundred, don't think about it in small terms. You think right now, you're thinking in small terms because, Cause you're in, you might be investing small now, but don't worry about it. Down the line, you're gonna have a lot of shares in some of these companies. So those shares, those dividends add up. If you got a hundred, three hundred shares of a, of a stock, and this, uh, the dividends for for that stock is a dollar a dollar a share. Just say that a dollar a share. You got three hundred shares of that stock. Three hundred dollars. I mean that's that's every, every, every that's every quarter. Yeah, every quarter. 
And people, and that's, you know, and that right there is passive income. Passive income we'll get into at a um, later time, later date. But, but when you, the basis of what we're trying to tell you today is when you see these, these numbers, these big words, don't let it scare you off. Don't let it, don't let those big, these, these random abbreviations scare you to think, oh, it's, because most people, when I like myself, when you first looked at a stock, you it's it's like somebody told you to take a car, car engine apart. Yeah, and you never and you, it's your first, you never drove a car before. <laughs> you never drove a car before. You like take a car engine apart. Like, like what the heck it is? <laughs> well, like, what is this? I don't know. But once you start breaking it down, it'll start to make sense to you, it, yeah. and you you'll realize it ain't. You shouldn't be scared of it. Don't be scared of these stocks. They ain't gonna kill you, you don't hurt you. If you do it the wrong way, you might lose some money, but you just gotta be smart and have knowledge on as much gain as much knowledge as you can, little bit by little bit. And uh one thing I wanna bring on too also is uh, you know, some of you guys work for these companies that offer uh stock purchase plans. Let's say you don't wanna venture off and get your own account yet, but you wanna invest in these companies. Some of these companies have stock purchase plans that you can invest in on a on a check basis on a uh whether you get whether you get paid bi-weekly or weekly or monthly however it is you can call human resources and have them actually deduct the money out of your paycheck to invest into that company um you know i got i got into that that's one way i started investing that's my that's my entry to investing mm -hmm. when i worked for uh sam's club you know one thing i did was i had them take twenty dollars twenty dollars out of each check at the beginning of the year and invested in Walmart stock, you know, and then at the end, and I used that money at the end of the year, I used that money for my Christmas money, you know, when I got ready to buy gifts for my kids and family, I would sell some of my shares, of whatever, how much I think I would need and leave the rest there. And that was one way of investing, you know, and I reinvested my dividends to let my, to let my account grow. You know, that was one way of investing, but yeah, take, take advantage of stock purchase plans. It doesn't cost you anything to invest in it. You know, you simply, you simply set it up to invest. Now, keep in mind, certain companies have different thresholds as to how much you can invest. You know, as far, I mean, with, uh, with Walmart, the minimum was $20. But now I also took advantage of Wells Fargo. The minimum was, I think it was $10 when I first started. And I bought that stock at, I started buying that stock at $35. You know, that was five, six years ago. I was buying that stock at $35 a share each paycheck. Look at that stock now. That stock, that stock ballooned up to $60 at one point. So, you know, I doubled my investment. And he, when he speaks of that, you know, now you might think, well, you know, the company I'm working for, they ain't, they're not worth that much. i give you an example. Somebody I know, matter of fact, they're going to listen to this, they're going to, they're going to to this podcast. I know for instance, I'm going to share it to them. But they used to work at Home Depot, and they know who I'm talking about. When they hear this, they know who I'm talking about. They work at home. They used to work at Home Depot. Home Depot offered shares at, at a discount rate. I think at the time, Home Depot was trading at around $23. Can you pull up how much Home Depot is worth right now? Home Depot at that time was worth twenty around 23 I might be tripping, or maybe even $40. But it wasn't over, it wasn't over 70 Depot, 181 181. 181. As of end of day Friday. 181. Mm. 181. So keep keep that in mind when 
And you got to use those little, you got to teach your, we got to teach our younger um, family members these these things that we're learning now. So your, your younger family members, they're going to be working in the grocery store. They're going to be having these little small, you know, um, odd jobs here and there. And you got to let them know some of the mistakes you might have made so that when they come in that same situation, they're more, more prepared for it. And they take heed, if they take heed to your advice, they're going to be far along than you were at that same point. And, and it's, it's a great tool to use. I mean, and, and then on top of that, you work for the company. So you can see when and where you, you have better, you have a better scope of the company's uh, health and from a financial standpoint than some of us just sitting back trying to guess what's going on because you're being put in those situations to deal with certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, uh, for example, I worked for Wells Fargo for five years before uh, they started the major. This is where they started the mass layoff. You know, I seen this before it happened. That stock is not trading at fifty dollars, forty nine dollars a share. Uh, I think Friday it was trading forty nine dollars a share. I sold. Now keep in mind, I had my. I sold mine at sixty bucks in October of last year. I sold mine for around. It was around sixty bucks. I sold it for it. And I was able to do that because I was on the inside looking. I was on the inside looking out, so I, I could see what's going on beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I saw to get out ahead of time. So that's like I said, that's a great way to invest. It's a great way to save money as well. Take advantage of that. You know, use that, use that, use that opportunity to set you aside for future investments or future purchases. Yeah. So, so we'll get back to. Um, just trading in Robinhood. So, so once you got all the stats, got the, st- the stats laid out. So you're ready to buy. You see a stock that you have did your research on, and you're ready to buy it. So you see today's volume. Today volume is how many transactions have been that have taken place with that and involved this stock. How many buys? How many sales? Um, and stuff like that. So when you see volume, uh, think Visa right now um, was. Almost, like like almost, almost two million. But you hit trade, and then you go to buy. So when you go to buy, now before you hit anything, you see on top it says market buy order types. Market buy order types. So when you click on order types, a list pops up. On that list, you have market, you have limit, stop loss, stop limit. Mm-hmm. So, so what is your definition? The definition you have for market market order. So, really. With a market order, you know, just because you see a price t- when you when you execute a market order, just because you just because you see a stock price trading at a certain value doesn't mean you're going to get it at that price. There, it's going to be executed at the next available price that pops up. So a market order is basically you're saying, hey, I want to buy this around. I want. I, I'm going to execute around this price range. So it may be trading at $45. Let me give you an example. Coca-Cola trading at $45.42 a share. Uh, 
I put in the market order, market order to buy it. But the next available price to buy was $46. So I didn't get a chance to execute at that $45 price. I had to buy $46 because that was the next available price for the amount of shares that I wanted to buy. So really, when, you, when you're placing a market order, you're not really setting a price. You're setting the amount of shares that you want to buy. You know, it's going to, so it's really just going to buy at the next available price. Mm-hmm. So, market like you're saying, if it's if you, if you put in five shares, it's gonna try to it's gonna get you the shares you want. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna get you the shares you want. It's not at the price that you may have won. And then you have so the next up, you have a limit order, and a lip, limit order is defined as is an order to buy or sell a stock at a specific price or better. A buy limit order can only be executed at the limit price or lower. And a sale limit order can only be executed at the limit price or higher. A limit order is not guaranteed to execute. And my uh, my uh, definition of what I take take that as. So you got a stock that you're trying to buy. Um, stock X Y Z. Stock X Y Z is currently trading at. Eight dollars a share, but you don't want to buy it at eight dollars a share. You feel like that stock is going to come down. You feel like this stock is is high right now. You feel like this stock is going to come down to seven dollars a share. So you put a limit order buy for seven dollars a share. So as soon as that stock reaches seven dollars a share, your order will be executed. But if it doesn't, if it never hits to seven dollars a share, then your order won't be executed. And I'm pretty sure I'm thinking it's a limit. It's a stop limit or a uh, a time where that order is now null and void. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's the next thing under that, which is the the uh, stop stop loss. Stop loss is a great tool, man. It's great, especially for entry investors. You know, you put a stop loss order on, and you're like, hey, man, wait, I don't want to lose my money in this. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example, right? I bought Roku a little while ago. Uh, I think I spoke on this stock a little while ago. I bought it at around around, 40, around 45, 49 bucks. And, you know, the 52-week high was $77. So when the, when the earnings report came out, they beat their earnings expectations and the stock started to rise. It started to rise and and I didn't want to I didn't want to lose my lose my return because as you see from what I explained the stock was at $77 but it went back down to 40 49 bucks. So I didn't want to be caught up in that. So one thing that I did was put a stop loss order on and say, okay, it's at $69. If it gets back to $67, sell my shares. I still lock in enough of profit. I still lock in a, a considerable great return on my on my investment. Mm-hmm. So that, that's basically what a stop loss mm-hmm. is. You know, you, you stop your losses before it becomes unbearable. Mm-hmm. This stock keeps sliding and sliding and sliding. You're like, I got to get rid of this. <laughs> yeah, man. I got to get you Get know, up some on, of us that have jobs, you know, we can't we can't really access our phones sometimes the way we want to. That stop loss order really yeah. saved you yeah. because the, the market that's, ain't gonna stop for you. That's right? the now that's the caveat. That's the key for this um for that 
a lot of people don't got, I know everybody got jobs and all these other stuff going on, kids, relationships, and whatever. You can use this as, a, as an advantage where you, you don't have to keep looking at your phone five, 17 times a day looking for, you know, oh, is it dropped it to that price yet? Oh, it is, is it finally that price yet? Is it finally that price yet? So this is just makes your life easier and and does it electronically which so you don't have to keep you know stressing about is this stock going to go to this price you can you know sleep well at night knowing that your that stock that was a hundred dollars is you you won't lose so much money on it now you'll lose a little bit but you won't lose enough a lot of money if you put it at a certain price and get rid of it and then you, the next or so the next one the next phrase you got was you got the stop limit. Stop limit. You know, and, and basically, uh, stop limit goes back to goes back to the to the limit orders. And, and it, it's another it's another method to stop stop the purchase or stop the purchase or sale of a stock. You know, you, you want to limit the, you want to control when or when. A stock will sell, or when a when a stock will, when to buy a stock. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you may say, "Hey, look, I want to buy at this price, you know, but I don't want to go no further. This is the mm-hmm. price I'm willing to pay." Mm-hmm. Put that stock limit order on there to execute at that price and nothing else. Mm-hmm. So, so that kind of wraps up the Robinhood whole stats buy. So you have now officially, like once you had you choose between market order limit order and stop loss and stop limit now you have 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 made a a a purchase on a stock so all right now another thing we want to move to that robin hood offers is cryptocurrency oh no now oh. we've all seen the craze of cryptocurrency oh. man we are Bitcoin, lick, Litecoin, <laughs> and lick. you know, all, all, these all these different things, man, you, we see the crazy, I'm like, what, wondering what is it, you know, and it's basically just a virtual currency, man, that's all it is, virtual currency, so, and, but Robinhood allows you to buy and sell cryptocurrency, and it's really one of the, one of the uh, basic forms of Forex trading. Um, you know, I'm not gonna go too far before forex trading, but if you guys look into it, you know that that's another way of making money. But it's really one of the basic forms of forex trading. Uh, now, cryptocurrency is is where is is an option to actually buy different forms of currency. To well, I'm sorry, cryptocurrency. Well, buying and selling cryptocurrency on on Robinhood is an actual way to. It's just it's just off, it's a platform to buy cryptocurrency and sell it at a higher price. Uh, that's, you know, but the thing with this is it's not federally regulated. You know, so you could lose your entire investment off simply losing the password, losing the password to your account that holds your cryptocurrency uh, could block you from actually obtaining your obtaining your funds. And if you don't believe me, there's, there's an example I, I came across in Canada. Uh, you know, that was a uh, crypto cryptocurrency owner can't access funds. You know, after after the uh, the founder of the of a company was this uh, Quadriga CX, the founder 
Pat died. The founder died, and he was the only one with the password to the to the cryptocurrency. Now, one investor lost a little over four hundred thousand dollars just because the password was lost. I'm cut you off right there. Go ahead, cut you man. off right there. Imagine, imagine you get a call that says, "Hey, I got bad news. Such and such just died." Oh man, it's crazy. Died, man. Yeah, I, don't, I ain't know him like that, but why? But yeah, but he took the passwords with him, so uh, you lost four hundred thousand dollars. You know how pissed I would be if I lost four hundred thousand dollars, man, four hundred thousand dollars, and I couldn't get it back. Like, there's no way I'm getting it back. He's just stuck in La La Land. But this is one of the. So we'll go. He'll go back to Bitcoin. So Bitcoin in the beginning, um. People were using it little bit by little bit. I think in New York, a lot of people were using it to like buy certain things online, yeah. like pizza and stuff. It, it, it's really coming crazy, man. It's really coming a, a trend. You know, they actually, I, I've actually read where they actually have uh, Bitcoin ATMs now. You know, uh, I think, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they're, they're in London. I, I need to check my sources. But uh, there, I have, I have read where there are actually places to, or they're coming up with places to actually buy Bitcoin through an ATM. So I mean, it's, it's definitely coming a thing. But, you know, with the same, on that same breath, it's coming a thing. Like, as you said before, it's not federally regulated. And that's the issue. And what happens when it, when it, when it does become federally regulated? I mean, when it comes federally regulated, it's back just like it's, it's the, the investments are backed mm-hmm. by uh, the Federal Reserve, just as your money in, in a bank. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're fall with 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 cryptocurrency. It's falling to where the Great Depression was about. You know, the, the banks weren't backed by anything, so if banks took a loss. You lost all your investments, and in the same thing, the same token with uh with cryptocurrency. If the if you lose your if you lose the password or the value of cryptocurrency goes down to a point, to a dramatic point. I mean, the value of cryptocurrency has has went down dramatically. Anyways, you know, you you you're not, you're still not gonna hold that same. It's not it's not gonna hold the same value. As a, as you were saying, so Bitcoin started off in around two thousand and if you had bought Bitcoin, two thousand nine. Yeah, if you had bought Bitcoin around just five years ago. It'd have been worth four hundred ninety eight dollars. At one point in the late two thousand seventeen, it was always almost up to almost think nineteen. I hit twenty. Nineteen, yeah, twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Now it's at three thousand dollars. So just the whole high setup, you can make a lot of money from it, but the risk it seems to be a lot of risk. Even Warren Buffett, um, I read an article. He 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 was stating that. Cryptocurrency is a is a bubble ready to burst. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I mean, it, it's definitely it, it it's definitely uh. It, so do it do it at your do it at your own own risk. For me, I I think I dabbled in it a little bit, and I only do Litcoin because Litcoin is worth. But it's one one thing I will say. So all the all the cryptocurrencies, they seem to be. All trading together, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So 
in reality is like a a semi ET like an ETF, but it's broken up. If that makes sense, if if you know what ETF, we go to the ETF class. It's it's broken up. So if Bitcoin loses money, Litcoin's gonna lose money, which is Ripple's gonna lose money, and all the other people are gonna lose money. But if Bitcoin goes up, then Litcoin goes up, and just like that. So Litcoin is trading at I think that's or is worth fifty two, fifty six dollars right now, and Bitcoin is worth three grand. Or uh, well, let's look at it like this. On in the broader scope, you know, uh, you know how somebody would say the market is down. Mm-hmm. They're really referring to you know some of the the top uh, indexes, mm-hmm. which is the Dow Jones, Nasdaq, and SP five hundred, S and P five hundred. I'm sorry. So, and that's that's really how Bitcoin operates. You know, Bitcoin is like is like the S and P five hundred. Mm-hmm. If Bitcoin starts to drop, mm-hmm. the market is kind of, is normally following that trend. Bitcoin, Litecoin, uh, what's what's the other one? Uh, Erygium or something? I, I, I'm uh, sorry. I know Ripple. Ripple uh, is one of them. If I'm pronouncing that name wrong. But, you know, you see a trend of the rest of them. You know, and, and, it, and it's really like the end. It, it, I like to think of Bitcoin as an index for the rest of, for the, rest of the market. I mean, you also have Bitcoin gold, Bitcoin silver. You know, but once Bitcoin starts to, starts to dip, what I've seen a trend of, the rest of them dipping as well. And 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 Robinhood is only a certain there's a lot of cryptocurrency out there. There's a whole bunch of cryptocurrencies out there. It's a lot of them on Robinhood that you can't even buy. You just have the name, you can only watch them. Yeah. So Bitcoin Go, you can't even buy it on yeah. on Robinhood. This is another thing. I mean, there, there there are other apps that offer that offer the option to buy other What's that? It's a uh, main other app. Bitcoins. The main app is um, I don't have it on top of my head. I'm sorry for you guys. Well, I, I can, re- but I can research that and get that information for you. If you guys reach back out to us, I will have that information off off the air. But uh, Coinbase. Okay, Coinbase. Coinbase, Coinbase is one of them. There, there are many other options and many other wallets that you can yeah. use to buy Bitcoin cryptocurrency. That, if that's something that you want to get into. But this, you know, that's all we have today for the Robinhood uh, section. Like I said, Robinhood just. If you listen to this whole podcast, we'll just give you a breakdown of all the small numbers and things you see. And just sometimes we just want, we need the knowledge. Knowledge give us confidence. So the more you know, the more confidence you have into mm-hmm. in doing this and breaking down your fear of stocks. Just, just let you know stocks aren't, a, you know, stocks aren't just for, for white people. They aren't just for rich people black people it's for everybody so you can get into it and be successful in it just like anybody else can it doesn't matter your your uh your financial situation right now you can be you know been you this this will pay off for you long term i know that investing will pay off for you long term if you actually serious about it yeah man. It, it doesn't like you said just to build on what he said man it doesn't matter about race class sex uh, sexual preference, any of that. It doesn't matter. Anybody can benefit off of it. You just have to do your due diligence and, you know, actually take research. Take your money serious when you're mm-hmm. investing and, like you said, research. Research. Please do your research on these stocks. Um, you know, I'll give you an example before we leave out. You know, I didn't, I did a full research on a couple companies. I, I did a full research on you know, uh, on Comcast. Comcast was a great investment, but the issue was 
I bought too high. You know, this is this is my early investing. Early investing. I bought too high. I bought it at around thirty nine dollars. If I would have waited, I could have bought it at thirty bucks, and then now I could I would be reaping those benefits of thirty seven dollars. I actually had to wait to it to get back up to where I bought it at to get my initial investment back. And I just that and that just goes to an example of doing your research, yep. understanding what you're investing in. Yep. All right, and that's all we got today. We'll. We'll hit you up with another episode soon before you even before you even know it. It'll be another episode without. Yeah. <laughs> you want to tune in? <laughs> man. Tune, next, tune. next episode we'll be talking about credit, oh, and, you know, and um, assets as well. And we might have a special guest. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. We might have a special guest for it. <laughs>